hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. the new uh pokemon game that they just came out with we got two different colors baby we got you got a pur- purple and a, mm-hmm. not red it's maroon boys now maroon no, and purple it's a different <laughs> maroon and purple uh, that's purple the... in a color that is very close to purple Scar- that, that won't Scarlet, confuse right? people i'm i'm glad that they're going back to um colors as opposed to like more esoteric things or you know diamonds i think the stupidest one was the 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 legendaries looking like the letters x and y really got me good and i was like you guys just x you're (laughs) scraping the bottom of the barrel baby and then they didn't i think that was one of the few that they didn't do the like third game that comes out a little while after and they the cowards didn't make it z that was it's so perfect. I wonder like the- if there's some define behind the uh the behind the scenes there where they're like, this isn't selling well, we're moving on. I'm just glad that they went past like the last one was so weird. Pokemon crippling depression and uh tingly anxiety. Uh, I can't nice, believe nice. they went yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. and then the- <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> the Pokemon. one that they came after that's like a combination of the two is just I really like called... po- Pokemon Surf and Pokemon Turf where in one game you could eat all the barbecue you want that's all the barbecue Pokemon and then the Surf and the, you eat all the crustacean Pokemon Those are the... and then IGN gave it a bad score because it had too much water too yeah. much turf too much surf. Too much surf. <laughs> too much surf not enough turf there's too much land in this one there's too much water in Sapphire <laughs> Pokemon Surf is just an entirely a water game yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Pokemon Segment City, uh-huh. the show in which we only talk about Pokemon. My name's Will Kane, Pokemon Master to the Stars. I'm the Osabaco. They already did Pokemon Sun and... I can't say Pokemon Master to the Moon. They already did... That's a... I'm the Osabaco's well, Pokemon... Pokemon Boy... I'm trying boy to set myself up as... Pokemon Boy... <laughs> Pokemon Boy in the hollow, hollow center of the Earth. There you go. I... Opposite, I'm setting exact. myself up as a guru for uh, celebrities who are really into Pokemon mm. to really get into the game and like teach them like namaste. So we're going to learn about um, <laughs> TMs today. We're going to oh, talk yeah, about good. why, you, why status effects are garbage and you should only do attack moves. And Gwyneth Paltrow is just like, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> do you have a Pokemon that I can put in my vagina? Anyway, okay. welcome to... <laughs> We, this is a show in which Theo and I actually dumpster dive through the internet. We go onto some major sites and we find the juiciest little pieces, the morsels in the corner there. We go, oh, what is that? Oh, that's a raisin. That used to be a grape. (laughs) (laughs) This was lost on the couch for 40 years. And here we go. Now we're reserving it as brand new content. Speaking of which, Pokemon. Yeah. So before, yeah. <laughs> right as we were start, starting the podcast, I mentioned to Theo how the, it's wild to me that they just uh, announced Pokemon Scarlet and Scarlet Woman 
and Pokemon Pokemon Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is now out. Um, you're gonna get her in all her costumes. Oh, it's already out. Um, I, she's a standalone. Was, there's no more. There's no Thor in this one. There's no Thor. Thokimon. Um, that's nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you go. I'm just letting you. <laughs> I'm just feeding you some rope that you're they got just a, they, they, they got a Taskmaster right Pokemon in here. It's, it's named as Ditto. Um, yeah, made everyone mad in the Black Widow movie. Uh-huh. But th- they just announced it a month. Literally, I I actually like looked up the release date of Arceus because I'm like, that was that that just came out. It was literally a month, almost till the day that they <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm. Um, and I wanted to just very briefly. Just mm-hmm. this little little teaser. Um, talk about it. Because I got into debate with a Pokemon fan on a Discord that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, my view is that this is uh, the Pokemon company coming out with the pot and going, get more. <laughs> I know you just finished your slop, but there's more slop coming immediately. Like, it'll be here next year. Don't worry. We're we mm. going to pump out this. And I saw the trailer. And Pokemon Arceus, people made fun of it because it, it tried to do Breath of the Wild, like it literally did the right. same scene, except like it had textures that were like popping in and yeah. like, re- like it looked bad. And then I saw this and I'm like, this literally looks like Delphino Plaza if they de-rezzed it. Like yeah. this yeah, looks like worse it, than a GameCube game. It looks like it uses the same engine, I imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is for the people who were like, hey, Arceus is a fun little like offshoot of Pokemon brand, but I love, I love me some good... Uh, core Pokemon might be the fan, the fans they're aiming this at. I don't, I don't have a, I'm, I'm not, invest- in I'm not invested at this at all. I used to really love Pokemon when I was a child and now I'm like, it's a mediocre RPG. I don't know what to tell you people. Um, I, I think we've mentioned this before of maybe it, it is just past us. Yeah. Like Pokemon is, is a fan, but I think that's, I think there's so many adult Pokemon fans that it's time that they started being like, I think Ar- Arceus was a step in a direction that people were like sick. And I had a friend that yeah. said mm-hmm. when I, he was like, I hope they keep that combat and like iterate on it. And I'm yeah. like, that's not how game development or anything works. They literally just put that game out. There's n- literally no way that oh, this they were saying that in Arceus reference too. to, Oh no, these, these guys were in yeah. parallel development without, without this is going ideas to be return yeah. hardcore to old pokemon yeah this and is gonna I be a, like this to... be a mainline entry i don't know i have no expectation that this is going to be anything like arceus other than maybe sharing an engine by, by the looks of it um, am i ridiculous for wanting more from pokemon well i think people, i think I, feel, I think arceus is them giving you more from pokemon i think that's what that is i feel i just wanted to be quick with this and sum up my thoughts because i had a whole debate with a pokemon fan about this mm-hmm. and i think i wanted to drill down of why People are so, there are annualized franchises like FIFA and COD, Call of Duty, that make sense to me in a, they're not great. Nobody likes annualized franchises. I don't Mm -hmm. know anyone who's like, I can't wait to pay another $60 for FIFA. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of, that for FIFA, it's a roster update for people. Right. They're usually not, they're not hardcore gamers. That's one of their like two games that they buy. Sure. Call of Duty is you want to migrate with your friends to the new one. Right. That makes sense. Pokemon is... A single player game. Well, that is yes, the same yes every no. time. Yes and no. I, I think there's a social element to it. There is, and 
It's less uh, so. Gr- granted, about, yeah, my granted, friends started like, talking about it hasn't been professional good. play. Yeah, they've I, been I'll, talking about professional play, and I'm like, literally, ninety percent of the player risk does not give a shit about professional <laughs> Pokemon players. Yeah, like are like they play the game and then they stop. But I'd also argue like ninety percent of the players are under the age of fifteen. Like, I don't know. I've, I feel like they're sure there is a large player segment base that is adults, but. We don't interact with the player base that are children. We don't talk to them. They yeah. aren't on message boards. We don't hear from them. They like silently say, consume this game and we never hear from them. And I'm like, this game can exist as a game for kids and I never have to hear about it. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. <laughs> the The problem I have with it is it is 60. It is an annualized franchise that is not getting better and people keep paying for it. And I just want to be like, why? And I tried to interrogate it. It is just purely nostalgia. Well, when did I, when that did, is the that is the when did Sun and Sun and Moon for no Sun this will be the first three three D core Pokemon entry on the Switch, is that true? Sun and Moon is three DS. No, the they came out with Sword and Shield. Oh, Sword and Shield. That's right. Okay, I forgot about that. They did Sword and Shield. So, so Sword and, and, and Shield was what Ar- two, yes. two or three years ago? Two years ago? Yes. Okay, that was two or three years ago. Right. Arceus got pushed. <laughs> right that this was a a like game that they pushed and it's still people people love arceus by the way they are they like arceus but it's interesting to me just to watch you know those reddit like or the meme of just like the circle mm-hmm. of can't wait for the next game like yep. i'm watching that in in double time right I mean, now I, because I, they literally I, just i'm in a different li- group chat with you where i literally posted the picture the picture or no the trailer of mario strikers and i was like i'm ready to be hurt again by a, Mar- by a Mario oh, sports but, game. Yeah, but, Please hurt me but again. Mario sports games <laughs> at least come out at like an, a decent cadence and they're different. Like yeah. that's, that's like, I'm watching people go Arceus was bare bones and, but was like better to like immediate. I can't wait for the next one. Like, hopefully it'll be better. <laughs> Just yeah, like that was you're, a, this is the, the quickest you, turnaround we've seen in a while from entry getting released to entry, a new entry announced. Yes. Aimed, pre- and, and people, aimed pretty much at the same player base. And people looking at me like I'm crazy for being like, this is very quick. And people are like, I love it. It's just a totally different mindset that I, I think yeah. is very interesting. Games are but games are not not for me. So speaking of of mindsets that I find interesting, mm. this was going to be my we, we spent a little bit of time on that. But I wanted to instead of Will's stupid thought this week, I wanted to do a, a Will rants, Will discusses. I'm going to say Will discusses because that feels more inclusive to you. Yeah. Um, because this is. I was going to do this as like a separate segment unto itself. And I tried to kind of put it in into like the other categories of segments that we already have. Like I tried to find conspiracy theories based on it, but I want to just talk about NFTs. Well, I just wanted to do thought this is for this week. This, yeah, I guess this is the crypto zone. <laughs> welcome to the crypto welcome zone. Welcome to the crypt. Welcome to the crypto, the crypto crypt. <laughs> welcome to the crypto zone that's the new <laughs> intro song to <laughs> crypto zone um i wanted to talk to nfts because they are uh dominating the news i feel like other mm. than the uh of course the <laughs> invasion by russia into ukraine which we our, our hearts go out to the ukrainian people most certainly. Um, but that's also dominating it, the news thing. But I wanted to talk about NFTs because I actually know stuff. We both know stuff about this. We're both programmers. We're both software developers. So we we have a leg up on normal people. 
in terms of this. <laughs> I wouldn't give myself that much credit, but that's fine. I'll, I'll accept the praise for okay. it when it comes. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm giving you praise. We're in a, like, a big company. Come on, dude. Um, so one funny thing that I always find about NFTs is that every single article and video I've ever seen about it has to define what NFTs are. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> which we will have to do now because NFTs are, to me, the perfect level of tech techno babble of like it's just confusing enough to confuse a normal person it has like one too many steps to it it is it it's something that keeps on having to be explained because it's 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 just like one level of abstraction from what (laughs) i feel like it can be pitched it can it's got that perfect combination of you can pitch it to a person without any technical experience by saying it's a unique ownership of an item on the internet and then they're like, okay, I understand that. How does it work? And then you start being like, now, well, well <laughs> let me tell you. NFT stands for uh, non-fungible token, which is, which people have, it's basically a receipt that you've gotten that you have something in the blockchain. You have, which is being applied to images, mostly, right? Yeah. Um, that's the main thing that people have been making fun of. Fucking Jimmy Fallon on his show was talking about the the ape that he got, the NFT ape, yep. um, which are just all low-quality ape and lion images, mostly. Yep. And people are um, making bank off of these. Unbelievable. Unbelievable yes. money going at these things. It's craziness. So the block... So the, you have to go into, like, all the things is another aspect of NFTs. The blockchain is basically, like... People describe it as a ledger that anyone can see. So it's basically... I have ownership of this. You can see as an external person that I own this thing or it's connected to me. I have the token for it. And people are applying this to images. So ape images, lion images mostly. They're also trying to apply it to other stuff. Um, and we on this podcast have said, I, whenever NFTs kind of brought up or brought up in a joke, we I will inst- immediately go, it's a scam. Because it is... To me, a scam. Um, as it's being applied right now. Yep. The reason being, people are buying these images of monkeys and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm go- like <laughs> they're buying images, like they're doing artworks as, as well. Um, and people are comparing this to like the art world, and people like using that to like build up value and launder money, and like right, you get yep. these artworks that sell for billions. And now that's applying to to these NFTs. The reason that NFTs are a scam to me is that the base logic of our capitalist system is uh, you provide a good or service, you have a th- you pay money for it and you get a thing back. Right. With NFTs, you don't actually own anything. Well, you own a token. Pe- people would argue that you do, but. I agree with you. <laughs> you do yeah. not actually. You have a token to this, usually a URL, which you don't have. So you don't have that lion as a framed picture of being like, this is one of the two Picasso drawings of a lion that exist or whatever that I can hang in my room. Right. Um, you do not. You own a, a token that says that you have this image uh, and you, there's a unique it's a unique thing. That's why NFTs are have are building value is because the idea that they're unique. Right. That only one person owns this image 
quote unquote owns this image. You could, and then there's more controversy for people right clicking those images and saving them, and then people getting mad because they didn't understand that you <laughs> they don't actually own the image. They they kind you they own the original version of that image. They how, how own do you compare the original. This, how do you compare this against ownership for your own senses of like a digital game that you've bought? Because technically, when you buy a digital game, you're not actually buying a copy of the game. You're like buying the rights to play it and like the license to download it. Like you don't actually own the game. Like it's like written into a lot of these download, you know, terms of service things that you don't actually mm -hmm. own it. So how do you compare against against that? Like and NFTs, like in a sense, are kind of more ownership than that. But I, then again, I would argue, like with a game, it's actually like you are paying. You're paying sort of for the experience more than anything else, right? Rather than the game itself. You're paying paying for convenience in your yeah. It's a service. I think it's right. You're, if if right, Steam, that's a good way to put it. If, you're paying for the the service is it's more of a service than a hard. Copy yeah. If, of if Steam went down and like all their things, I could you could also say. I technically own the game data. Like it's it's on my hard drive. They don't like vacuum it up into Steam. I technically right. it's on my hard drive. Um, but there would maybe be DRM surrounding right. it. So yes, it is locked away. Um yeah, I think it would be you're not wrong, but it's also <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's more of a service. Yeah. I think that's a separate conversation also of, <laughs> of online services like that. But if for example, like the blockchain goes down then you don't they just burnt the ledger you don't own that thing the blockchain is is theoretically distributed though so right so it couldn't technically go Theor down. yeah but but you, yeah you have a point that if you know i mean all, this, all of this is true if, if, if the like power goes it. out if the power goes out everything that is digital ownership is gone including yes. all of it <laughs> you know <laughs> including all, all of, of it this. is gone but they are not providing you do not have ownership you do not have trademarks you don't have Anything you just can say, I own this lion, and yeah. then have a fun little Twitter icon. I think this wouldn't be so egregious if NFTs weren't going for like truly absurd amounts of money. You know, if like you could buy yes. a little like picture of a lion for like five bucks, I think no one would be really outraged about NFTs. The fact that like I just Googled it, the most expensive NFT ever to be sold was in November, was December of last year. 191 million dollars too much and you and and the and the artwork that it is is like two computer generated orbs with a black background that's the art yeah this i mean we <laughs> i can't we can't talk about like the art the quality of the art because i think that's subjective and also because artists have sold it, like literal toilets it is, it is and it <laughs> so is like this is yeah the, yeah the art, that's i think that's like the lameness of the art world when it applies to nfts though that is an actual scam that's going on and there's a lot of things that i feel like history repeats itself because people don't look at history this is one of the oldest scams in the book because what they're doing is that you have maybe two people or maybe not even two people and you say i am selling person a is selling this nft to person b for two thousand uh, dollars mm. and then person b sells it back maybe back to person a but probably to person c saying okay now this is worth a hundred million dollars right or hundred it's not quite a to and b back to b to a but it's like a circle of people and it you know yeah, it's, it's basically so it's that extrapolated they build the value they say this is up to okay we've built it up to two million dollars but it's all in that one circle it's probably being packed because you could just 
change your username or whatever. Like you can trade right. it back. And, and so you gets up to this value and then you go, I can sell this to you for $200,000. And so the, a third party person, usually a crypto bro goes, oh, sick. That's a deal because it's worth 20 million. Right. Or which is, it isn't But it's an artificially million. inflated. It, yeah. I mean, to be clear, this is already what the art, it, what the art world has been yes. doing for maybe hundreds of years, you know. <laughs> but that has, that has like value based off of money. Like there, a person made that artwork. There was work that went into it and now you can physically own it. There is only one of those. But now this is trying to create artificial scarcity for the internet, which does not have scarcity. Right. Like the this image, it's, it's like saying I have the <laughs> NFTs in a nutshell is like saying I have the receipt that says I own the Mona Lisa, but you have no rights to the Mona Lisa and they can sell a million cop. You can go to any website and copy and paste a picture of the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Like you don't actually own anything. They're trying to apply <laughs> value to something that is valueless. Right. And that's why it's, it's a scam. Is there, this is like the post-capital, whatever you hear post-capitalist stuff, this is what I think of, which post-capitalist, it's just people, like, <laughs> currency is meaningless, prices are inflated for no good reason, goods, goods don't actually hold any in, in, integral value, like. It's state, post-capitalism is just kind of the, the next step of capitalism that people talk about where everything you do is monetized, yep. basically. Yeah. Um. But they're trying to do that the internet. And then it's also wrapped into cryptocurrency and like the metaverse, which are totally different topics. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about NFTs because we talked about them like when they came out like way long ago. Right. <laughs> like a few years ago. And I think we, even then we're like, I could see some use to that, but it's also bad. Like that's why are you applying this to like, I don't know. There's There are good. That's another funny thing about NFT articles is they will also, also put um, like tack on at the end like well there's there's uses to nfts mm -hmm. i'm like there are uses to nfts game ownership is something yeah. that could be applied to NFTs, which i think we, we, yeah, we talked, talk about right we've talked about this privately that the companies won't do that though right because <laughs> it takes away from their bottom line because you could like use an nft to say i have ownership of this on steam i you can look at the blockchain see i own this game so i can have it on ubisoft's program or whatever epic game store right and also have it there um but they aren't going to do that anyway i just wanted to talk about nfts for a little bit and dissuade if you're thinking about getting into nfts i mean do your research i guess but that's do what a you line want. that i don't know it's it's know said that it's usually by people who have it i don't know yeah um Steam has even come out and said, like, Game Newell has been like, we aren't doing anything with NFTs right. because they seem shitty. Because people will steal artwork also and put it as an NFT. And they'll right. be like, I own this now. And it's like, no, you don't. Right. But anyway, we've talked about this enough, I feel. So <laughs> will <laughs> let's rants. move on to your segment. Thank you for will that rants. Will rant. Um, my, in keeping in the theme of products that hold no value, we're going to go over Ooh. to Amazon and check out a product Uh for the uh, fake health benefits, the, the, we're doing another another <laughs> another goop? edition it of goop? it's it's another. I forget what this segment was called. Shit, I don't remember. But it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna look at with Will and Theo. Yes, this is this product on Amazon 
currently being sold eip original nikola tesla positive purple energy disc okay wait <laughs> okay nikola tesla you <laughs> nikola say the man tesla. has come back from the dead i don't know if tesla is now just a buzzword i don't i don't know he I mean, is he's synonymous with energy i guess so here here it is Elon um, musk literally named his company after the man so yes yeah <laughs> 1.5 inch diameter naturally ground purple disc attracting paramagnetism. I think that just means it's a magnet. I think that's I just what quick, it means. Uh, professor. Yeah. Well, uh, well, in the back, sitting in the back. Yep. I've taken many physics courses over my time. What is paramagnetism? Let's take a look at the definition <laughs> for paramagnetism because I think that it literally just means it's a magnet. Para. What is. Paramagnetism is a form of magnetism whereby some materials are weakly attracted by an externally applied magnetic field and form internal induced magnetic fields in the direction of the applied magnetic field. I think that just means it's a magnet. That's yeah, that is. That seems like just a. That's a magnet doing magnets. If I'm wrong about this and you listener happen to know better than I do, please write in to correct me. But I think this just means it's a weak (laughs) magnet. (laughs) <laughs> I thought, okay well at least that's better than what i thought it was which was paranormal magnets like, which is the stupidest oh thing. you see that ghost using his cell phone you could wave your magnet around wipe his data <laughs> off of the cell phone look i'm moving the other magnet how am i doing that that's how magnets that's how magnets work, work. magnets are magic it's tesla's ghost um balance your frequency and energy while blocking emf structure drinking water Structure drinking water? Full sentence, three words, structure drinking water. <laughs> okay, I, okay. Well, the uh, we're going to have some problems there because water <laughs> is by its definition it's, it's is molecularly structured. structured. But beyond that, I don't know where you're... I got to make sure my water... My water has to be a sphere, a perfect sphere before I can ingest it. Any other shape, I can't do it. I can't fit it in my mouth. Is this something that you like glued your phone? Is because we talked about that was like a few a, a while. That was back like the yeah the EMF sticker. Shungite. No, this is uh yeah. this is just like it looks like you could make a necklace out. It's like the roughly the size of a coin. It's just um, a little disc, a little purple disc. I love that they have two other they have two other bullet points here. They have three, but two of them are invented by Ralph Bergister and manufactured in Arizona. <laughs> Another bullet point written about by Linda Goodman. I don't know who the fuck Linda Goodman is, but she got a whole bullet point to herself on this one. Shout, shout out to Linda. She's my biggest fan and we got love her. <laughs> of course, it would be a guy in Arizona named Bergen. Of course. That's, a, <laughs> that's of course. And then the final, the final bullet point in all caps, all IEP purple blades and discs have the UPC code printed <laughs> on the literature. Don't settle for fakes. You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> want to get a fake one of these, baby. That's all I can say. <laughs> I have to say the word the literature, the literature. Is, the, <laughs> is to like conspiracy people what the word females is to like incels. <laughs> it's just <laughs> liter it is like a word that nobody uses where you're like, you're technically correct, but you're being weird about it. <laughs> just call it the instruction manual. The like instruction manual. You need to look at the literature. The literature. Uh question and answer section on Amazon. Question. In the hope of okay. healing, is this product safe to put on my eyelids with my eyes closed? <laughs> Answer, you may place it there or anywhere safely on your body. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. You can put okay. it anywhere on your body. I don't like I don't like that. I don't want you to say anywhere. I want specifications, please, because that sounds like they want <laughs> you to put it certain places. Yeah, it makes it sound like they they know what you're thinking and they're egging you on a little bit. They're like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I want sir, you to put it up your butt. Let's see what happens. Let's sir, see what I am <laughs> I am not a vending machine. You can't do that to me. I do not take purple coins. Thank you. This is not Mario. <laughs> Another question. Why is the round disc a much darker color than the plates, which are bright violet? Answer. As much as we would like to see one consistent color, the anodizer is not always consistent with that color of the dye. <laughs> it's really what it boils down to. We would like to see a more consistent color too, if possible. A basically saying, our manufacturing progress is kind of just hit or miss. We don't know what it's the shitty. fuck we're doing. <laughs> we have a shitty process. I'm making this Sorry. in my backyard. Sorry. Another question. I love that. How is this different from an aluminum dog tag? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Answer. The EIP positive energy disc attracts paramagnetism. A dog tag provides no such benefit. Also known as aluminum isn't magnetic. I guess whatever this is, is. I I would have just, <laughs> if I was that seller, I thought I was going to say like, did you, did you read any of it? Did, did you, you see? <laughs> why are you asking dumb questions? All right. Is this the same as a fork? No. What? Of course not. <laughs> Can I make this into a spoon? Can I insert it anywhere? They're like, we know the answer to that one. Yes. Uh, let's see. Let's see if there's any more good questions. Let's What's see. Let's so, on this. Here we like? go. Another question. Uh, so purple is just the color of choice because it rubs off, right? Just curious. <laughs> answer. Answer. No, 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 no. What do you mean rubs off? Purple is positive energy, vibration, and healing. It is the seventh <laughs> color, healing part of the rainbow spectrum. You could Google Tesla purple plate, and there's much more to it. Also read about Tesla's watch. I've worn mine for 14 years now. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Look at the literature. You got to see the literature. It's turning the frog. They had day. to put five no's in there to be like, what do you mean? No, rubs no, off. No, no. So this actually has a three point. Oh, oh, sorry, a 4.3 out of 5 rating here. 4.3 is pretty good. 4.3 is pretty I good. I thought it was going to have low. I mean... To be honest. it, it Listen, it, it doesn't... It's not the right color. The color rubs <laughs> off. It's a bad product. I thought it was going to be like 3.7. It's it's hilarious re reading all of these reviews because basically 100% of them start off with some disclaimer about how the person buying it was skeptical to start with. But now is a oh real God. believer. <laughs> These, this paramagnet is really working. It's really, I, I, I would love if the, everybody had like a different reason for why it worked of just like, I've been regular for the last month ever <laughs> since I got this plate. It's like, I don't, is that what magnets do? My Are hair grew back. A lot of My hair flew, fell off. <laughs> I, that's what I wanted though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've got a couple of customer reviews here. Uh, one from Mistletoe Kitten. Ooh. This one says, uh, titled i was skeptical but so you see i'm proving my point already mistletoe again i admit it i was skeptical but intrigued the second i held this in my hand it i felt tingling start in the back of my legs and travel up to the top of my head like that good feeling when someone gives you the chills definitely a hmm moment i just can you imagine this person getting their mail standing in the post office opening their p.o box 
they start oh. to <laughs> take it out of their pockets oh. and they're holding it like, oh, my legs. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Best. <laughs> you got to get onto Webman D, my dude. <laughs> those, that might be a stroke. You might be that before a stroke. I've been carrying it with me daily, sleeping with it at night. I read a review online that said it will stick oh, to where your body, quote, needs it, even though it's not sticky at all. So I tried it on my arm. Didn't stick. So I tried it on my forehead. I have a tumor right behind that area and it sticks even while I sleep. Bro, what? You know there's a tumor? They're like, this, oh yeah, that, that's the tumor. But this is what's wacky about it. Is that <laughs> the it's next magnetic. line in the review, that is crazy. Yes, lady, it is crazy. That, that is crazy. That you're sticking magnets to your tumor. That's crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? See a doctor. I also read that the positive energy will appel negative people who come close to you. Twice, that seems to be the case. <laughs> and it took only minutes for them to move along. I know, it's weird, but I tell you, there's something to it. I'm digging this little gem. I really need a follow-up review at those two I... negative people experiences that you had because I'm dying to know here. Two things about this yeah. that I love. Yeah. One, I love when people say stuff that is easily verifiable by an uh -huh. outside source. Get somebody, I want to see this tumor with the magnet on it. <laughs> Because people, because people, when I saw a vaccine thing that they're like, it make the vaccine makes people magnetic. And then the scientists had to come up and be like, we have tried putting big, like metal things up to a person right. who had the vaccine and it didn't know it's not right. And two, I think the reason why your people are being pushed away is maybe you go, do you want to see my purple magnet? It sticks to my tumor. And then they go, I'm good. And they fucking run away. Yeah, you see that guy over there, big lump on his head. He keeps sticking purple rocks to his head. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Dude, this uh, is my this is <laughs> Terry the tumor. I've drawn a little face on the magnet oh I put on him. Do you want to see some literature about it? Uh, I'm good. You, I'm good. <laughs> you're gonna tell me about fucking crazy <laughs> shit like rocks and stuff next. One more review titled "Amazing, Truly Unreal." <laughs> this purple energy plates are amazing being interested had to buy one and when the plate arrived made a small necklace not kidding you my body started vibrating and pulsating got so intense had to take it off for some time get the terry, silverware terry, away from me <laughs> terry dude i'm gonna shove my wallet in your mouth you can't bite your tongue terry <laughs> i was intrigued <laughs> I was intrigued, experimented with food and water. It changes the taste food <laughs> the taste foods become more rich slash smoother slash sweeter or just taste better. Hard to tell what it is. Also <laughs> we're getting this whole person's just trade of thought. Also, I'll drink this organic drink like almost every day. It's called kombucha having this plate underneath the cup holder. Drink was smoother and tasted better. Imagine what does this to you a cellular level <laughs> imagine what this does to you at a cellular level. Uh <laughs> I've been drinking the booch for uh, five years now. Every single sip has been tasted like shit. This is the first time I've thought it tasted decent. I wake up and I slam a gallon of booch right out of bed. <laughs> My gut bacteria is... There's a mega city there. It's My vibrating. It's a whole new world. Having it in the car seems like something happens where driving experience has changed. Oh. Oh. What kind of... Did they... 
Did they put drugs on? Is the paint actually like toxic? Sir, and you're not supposed to like... crush it up and snort it. That's not the intention. Here. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I've been have I have a great idea. How about we instead of uh, oh, oh uh, sorry, do I have some stuff on my nose? Is, is it purple? It's, so it's purple. probably very Coming visible. Do not hesitate to get one and see for yourself. It's one thing to talk and think. Lots of people do this, and the mind loves it. <laughs> what does that fucking mean? What? It's another thing to experience, feel, see for yourself. Worked so well, bought more, and got a small plate going to order the large plate soon. Then my funds increase a bit. I well, Okay, so this is affecting... Positive his, energy to whoever reads this review. So this person is his just... His taste buds. His th- driving's better? And his <laughs> bank account is more full. Right. So, so right. this is a miracle. This is a literal miracle. It's going to change your whole perception of the world. Um, and luckily for you, it's currently sold out on Amazon. So don't, I, <laughs> don't try I adore to get it. That. I love when also when people say a thing that it does a thing that the producer of the thing does not even say so it does. If I described you this thing and I told you it was coin shaped, what shape yeah. do you think uh, Amazon would list, list it as? Uh, uh, ooh, as like a one-word thing? Yeah, they have a one-word shape description. Disc. Nope. Novelty. <laughs> <laughs> novelty item. I, I mean, that's true. The it's shape not, is novelty. Wait, the shape is novelty size. You would think that would be like a gotchapon size. Yeah, right? <laughs> think, I, that's what I think of when I think of novelty. Thus concludes oh, our, our tour of this uh, this product. I... Hope Nikola Tesla isn't spinning so fast in his grave that he's generating his own magnetic field his after own this one. Paramagnetism. Paranormal <laughs> he's magnetism. spinning so fast that he's creating a magnetic <gasps> field of his own. He's spinning in his grave. <laughs> Te- Tesla is, I think, one of the few people that if somebody was like, his corpse is actually spinning, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. He probably, des- <laughs> Sick, he probably designed dude. that. And also, yeah, how his name is that- co-opted. Fucking makes sense. Anyway, from a product that is of questionable value to a product that is worth a lot, it seems, we're going to delve into Wikipedia Historian. For, this is something I promised you a few episodes back. A lot? Yes. I'm going to need I, a reminder. I, I promised you a Wikipedia historian about the great Canadian maple syrup heist. Oh, yes. Right. A right, while right. Yes, back. I remember because this. That, that was an, in the news that we did uh, three episodes ago or so. Um, I have done more research than I normally do. For <laughs> <laughs> I watched an episode of the Netflix show Dirty Money because they Ooh, did a whole episode okay. about this. Okay. Okay. And I, I took notes because... What I know, the Wikipedia article for this, pretty sparse. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to be probably filling in a little bit of it. Because the okay. only other article that I found that was like top result was a Vanity Fair article that the, the you could tell that they're kind of, uh, it was a very long one. And the first like three or four paragraphs that I read was just commenting on how Aunt Jemima is like racist and stuff. And I'm just like. <laughs> I'm like this is this yeah, is a, this is an article, <laughs> but that's this is a whole other article. You know, this is like, what I'm go, searching for, right? You could tell when it's like they're they're really just reaching for stuff when they're like, so when I went to the local grocery store, me okay, okay, Samantha, the, and oh then you're like, fucking on. tell me about the heist. I don't need to hear about how you saw an <laughs> Aunt Jemima bottle in the fucking oh, thing. No. 
this, I guess it was like they that was the first time they got a maple syrup soapbox. <laughs> they just really took advantage of does, it. Does maple syrup to, come in a box? Is this what we're doing now? They apparently come, is stored in barrels. All right. So for people, just a little recap of this. Um, this was a heist in which, um, actually, I can just read, start reading the Wikipedia article. Just go for it. Um, Dive right in. The Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist is, was the theft of over several months in 2011 to 2012, in uh, which nearly 3,000 tons of maple syrup valued at $18.7 million from a storage facility in tons. Quebec. Holy shit. Yes. It's fucking wild. The, the one funny thing I've from Dirty Money, I'm going to keep doing these like little uh, <laughs> comments, is that a lot of the news stories that they like showed up on the screen mm-hmm. uh, said it was 30 million. So they just, they had no fucking clue how much maple syrup they had and how much people stole. Like they were immediately like, 30 million? I don't know. Who knows? Like that's twice the amount. Um, the facility was operated in the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers, who are a big player in this, mm. um, who represent 77% of the global mo- maple syrup supply. Well. Adjusted for inflation in 2020, the heist is the most valuable in Canadian history. Sheesh. So, (laughs) in Dirty Money, they described it as the Fort Knox of Canada. Uh Like, this is the theft of Fort Knox of Canada. (laughs) I like that Canada's Um, like, all right, so we built our Fort Knox. Uh, What do you guys (laughs) think we should put in it? Uh, Well, we could put my hats, maybe. Uh, But the thing is, it's not, like, the funny thing that I found is that they, it wasn't Fort Knox. Fort Knox has guards. There was, this was a fucking warehouse that the dude who owned the warehouse stole from them. They were, he's like, so this is mine now. Like, that was, it was the stupid, the, the nuts and bolts of the heist are very simple because literally the, the Federation of Quebec maple syrup producers checked annually for, at this, this maple syrup. So they only stop by once a year to check in and see the, the it's like, yeah, all right, that's we're why good they could do it over March, months. boys. So let's go into the origins because I think uh, we'll go through most of the article and I'll kind of pepper in and then I'll also add stuff they didn't have. In 1966, a group of maple syrup producers in Quebec participated in a joint plan to collectively collectively market maple syrup. Um, This effort inspired the formation of a larger agreement all across Quebec, which became known as the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup uh, Producers. Uh-huh. It was also described as people as a legal cartel, <laughs> basically, um, because the main crux of the episode of Journey Bunny was the fight between this federation and they called them rebels and stuff. They are, I love when people Rebel just get scum. When you get plopped into the middle of like things that are so important to these people, but it's about something goofy like maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I could, I could also tell that this was like the palate cleanser episode because it's so, it's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. There's literally a guy uh, named Hans Messier who label in the thing was maple syrup lawyer. 
Wait, which is syrup, a fucking so sorry, maple, syrup, maple syrup lawyer. His job is <laughs> specific, and then they cut to him at a certain point, and they're like, "He's like, you go to parties, and people ask you what you do, and you're like, I'm a lawyer, and they're like, what in what, and you go maple syrup, and they laugh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, you're yeah. a maple yeah. uh-huh. syrup. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't even like, oh, I'm just a lawyer, and I just happened to. He is a maple syrup lawyer. I love it. So this. So they they maintain a strategic reserve of maple syrup, the Federation, officially known as the International Strategic Reserve uh, across multiple warehouses in rural Quebec towns. So that's that's all they have for the origins. So these two groups is basically like a group of people, which one side says this, it used to be very hard to be a maple syrup producer mm-hmm. because you could go defunct and bankrupt very easily. So this helped raise the prices, like, and keep it stable. Right, so, that so they'd bank some of it. Can, yeah, right. If they have a bad season, yeah. then this helps level it. Yeah. Exactly. They, so this is the reserve that they basically all pool into. And so if they have a bad year, they can take from the reserve and they can sell that. Right. Um, and that helps people who are playing by the rules. But people who want a free market with maple syrup are saying, like, I don't want to be a part of this federation. And they get fined. They get like <laughs> massive fines and they get put like the because the they are working with, yeah, they because this federation is like working with the uh Quebec government's like producers of agriculture department. That seems um, like a sound idea. I mean, you probably want some insurance policy so you're not just like hung out to dry if you have a bad, ser- a bad season, yeah. But I, I think it's it's the idea that y- it's the the struggle that I came with it's it's a it's a gray area for me in terms of it's kind of like the civil war comic book where iron man in the beginning is right for people who don't know the civil mm-hmm. war like the a mutant like nukes a fucking city and iron man and like a bunch of people were like maybe we should like have a list yeah, of but, these fuckers yeah and it's like yeah you probably should and then he goes like way too far and is like i have villains and they're gonna capture superheroes and put them in prison and it's like no dude too far too this far. is that this is they I think it starts from a very good place of like, yes, it used to be very hard to be a maple syrup thing. They turned into like the empire, though. And and they say, if you're uh, not working with us, we are going to like you are make it into law yeah. that you are. Yeah, like you're, literally you're, we're going to you're have not fighting you for your life here as an organization. You can you could just exist as like a, a thing you could opt into. You know that, right? Yeah. And, and the uh, <laughs> the one of the people was like, drugs are decriminalized in Quebec. It is more illegal to sell maple syrup than it is to sell drugs. My God. That's wild. Like, that's that's, that's why it's wild to me. So let's just get into, like, the actual heist. Yeah. Which the <laughs> there's a lawyer who, like, tried to make a metaphor in the dirty money thing of what the heist was. And it, it was not a good metaphor because he's <laughs> like, imagine if somebody comes into your home and they all they do is they steal a gallon of milk. Like, in... So you have to go to the police and say, they have stolen my milk. You need to find my milk. Because okay. it is... But I don't think that, that doesn't line no, up, that's though, not, because it's, we're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars. A product, yes. Yeah. It's not like, hello, somebody bought, stole my milk. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> these are barrels in a warehouse that are worth millions. Right, millions. yeah. Um, but these had no GPS. They had no serial numbers, is what they said. Which I, I think they had, like, stickers on the outside. I think... The individual products, like I think bags of chips have serial numbers, I think is what they mean. You can't put a right. serial number on maple syrup. Right. Um, and also that you can eat it. 
So it's right. perfect. But they, I would love if this was a crime where they like stole it by eating it and they stored it in their tummy <laughs> to, to walk it out. I would love that. But anyway. I just like the, the idea theft. that they put all this in, in a warehouse. They're like, what are they going to do? Walk away and drink it? <laughs> what are yes. they going to do? Yeah, yeah, they are. So over the course of several months between 2011 and 2012, the contents of 9,571 barrels valued at $18.7 million, were stolen in a suspected insider job from a uh, Federation facility in St. Louis de Blanford, Quebec. The syrup was stored in unmarked white metal barrels inspected only once a year. Thieves used trucks to transport barrels to remove uh, to a remote sugar shack where they were siphoned off where they siphoned off the maple syrup, refilled the barrels with water, and then returned them to the facility. So they weren't being subtle here. They were they were driving trucks in and out. Yes. As the operation progressed, the thieves started siphoning syrup directly off barrels in the reserve without refilling refilling them. The yeah. stolen syrup was trucked to the south to Vermont uh, and east to New Brunswick, where it was trafficked in many small batches to reduce suspicion. It was typically sold to legitimate syrup uh, distributors who were unaware of its origin. Mm-hmm. So literally, they, they figured this out because in July 2012, uh, they took its annual inventory of syrup barrels. And Inspector Michel Gouvreau uh, started climbing up the barrels and nearly fell, expecting 600-pound barrels, but finding them empty. Police later just uh, recovered hundreds of barrels of the syrup from an exporter based in Kedgwick, New Brunswick. Um, Between the 18th and 20th December of 2012, police arrested 17 men related to the theft. So that's, that's the heist. That's why it's. I think the the That's premise of the thing is in like the surrounding fight over this maple syrup. The nuts and bolts of the heist. It's not a well thought out thing. It's not the Gardner Museum heist. Like, no, it's not. It's it's like it's almost like that. I don't want to they, blame it on the victim here, but like if you're storing millions of dollars of the product, like maybe you should think about security a little bit more. So the main people were. Uh, the guy who owned the warehouse, um, or no, whose spouse owned the wa- warehouse, they said in Dirty Money that he owned the warehouse, um, named Evec Caron, he was he had mob ties. Jesus like, Christ. he was a criminal, <laughs> and he owned this warehouse, and these guys were like, eh, yeah, just take our syrup. We're going to put it here. We're not going to check it until, like, we're only going to check it once a year. Yeah, it seems and then like negligence to like, a large degree. cool, like, our entire reserve... I don't think this was the entire reserve. I don't think they put it all into one warehouse, yeah, but, but it was also almost like twenty million dollars. That's a lot. So of much maple syrup. Um, there was so there's Avik Karan who uh, got five years in prison, and he okay. had a fine of one point two million. Okay. There was Richard uh, Villares, uh, who was the accused ringleader, but he was. And he got uh, eight years prison plus a $9.4 million fine um, with an extension to 14 years if the fine is not paid. Wow. Um, Later, the Quebec Court of Appeals ruled that that was excessive and lowered the fine to $1 million. Okay. Uh, So so this – he was the, like, black market guy. Right. He was the guy who was going to, like, counterfeit it and put it, like – Avic was the the owner of the warehouse. He said, "Come on in." There was uh, another guy, Sebastian Jutras, uh, who was 
the trucker who was involved and immediately turned on them. <laughs> it was so fucking funny to me where he was just like, so it was these two guys. I like made the connection between them. Um, yeah, he, they did it. <laughs> this was weighing on his conscience. He was waiting for them to find out. Yeah. So they they didn't just figure it out because a dumbass inspector jumped onto the thing. Uh, there was rings of rust around the barrels, which syrup does not produce rust. All right. It, so that indicated water. that it was water. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also there was like marks on the side from a forklift that was not the type uh, of forklift that they had in the warehouse. Huh. Um, so if someone so, was just paying a little it, bit like, of attention, they would have seen this earlier. Yeah. Because the, the forklifts were not supposed to like make dents or anything. Then there's like the the dirty money goes into the whole like battle between it, it becomes more about that than the actual heist because the people who like the rebels were like this is them trying to fight back in their own way and I'm like no they are just these like they <laughs> they are you don't need to give them a mystique don't make they this, are just make this political like it's just these two they're just left. It's just French, they're also French Canadian criminals are like the funniest, the most, because <laughs> <laughs> they're all just like these weird, they're like, Avec Caron was a member, like he might have had mob connections and it goes to him and he just has no chin and he's just like, hi, <laughs> like he's just uh, this white dude, like you know, French Canadian is like, oh yes, how is it going? Like he's <laughs> just, I think the... Just to put a little bow on this to conclude, I think the idea of a maple syrup heist is way more fun than the actual heist was. But there are interesting things to because I I think I come. I think down the most interesting thing is like it, it's it's like it's it's crazy how blatant it was, and it's crazy that there wasn't more security here. Like yes. when you're like, oh my god, what a heist, and then you read the details and you're like, oh no, they just walked in and took it. No one was looking. Yeah, for literally, a year. it was like the, the, nobody was. Yeah, nobody's looking at it, and then the. <laughs> the the facts of this the federation of of people which is a good idea to start like we said but i think it went off the rails right but hopefully what won't go off the rails is your next segment my next segment i have for you a trio well trio Ooh. of am i the asshole questions this is a segment Ooh. in which i bring to will entries from the internet from sites that ask Am I the asshole? They give you a situation from the, from the writer's Usually perspective. Usually read it. Usually read it. And, yeah. um, and we, we get to play a little judge, jury, and executioner here. You know. Now, I, before we start, I want to say, what do you think about the um, veracity <laughs> of a lot of these stories? I've noticed that on Reddit yeah. that a lot of stories are very blatantly fake. Very, or they're very skewed, especially right. with these. Well, um, where, where it's like yeah, I've done nothing. It's, more. it's all from it's the perspective. It's very one sided. It's absolutely one sided. But that's part um, of the fun, I suppose. But I'm just in it for the drama. I don't care if it's We're real or not. I'm just here for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're just a messy bitch, aren't you? I'm just a messy <laughs> bitch. <laughs> all right, the first one. This is a little warm up one. Am I an asshole? Am I the asshole for eating junk food in the morning? I, mm. female, nineteen, work work nights. I usually go to sleep around ten in the morning and wake up at six thirty a.m. I obviously sleep, or no, at 6.30 p.m., excuse me. I obviously, my sleep schedule is just the opposite of my family's. This has been causing issues. My father hates that I spend the day sleeping. Not sure what I'm supposed to do about that. He's constantly getting mad at me for wasting my days. Today, my father woke up at 6.30 in the morning. I was sitting at the kitchen table doing some homework with a pop and the chocolate bar on the table. He was pissed. He told me that I was being unhealthy and that I need to grow up. He said it was way too early to eat that. 
I tried telling him that I'd already been up for 12 hours, but he didn't care. He thinks I'm an idiot and that I'm going to get sick. Am I the asshole for eating unhealthy things early in the morning? No. No. You say, say... No. Immediately no, because you were working a night shift and that shifts your entire day. These, it's just... a. Agreed. I think it's a miscommunication thing. Like, the father is like, well, I'm this also... is my life, and I, you need to work a nine-to-five. Or, or like, yeah, why I, I also, aren't you doing nine-to-five sure hours? The, I'm not sure why the dad is, is pissed about the the daughter getting what she calculates as eight and a half hours of sleep just on an off schedule like yeah yeah sure she's like quote unquote wasting her days but like i don't know what you're supposed to do what is she expected to do like she's her, her job is at night like there's not another time to sleep this is either him just not breaking out of his own per like his own narrow perspective or it's not actually about this or that it's not a, actually that about there's this. a yeah, different right. problem that is yep. it is being manifested with this because no you are not the asshole for you, your schedule is just like you took it and you shifted it <laughs> right <laughs> so you were eating a candy bar technically at your in your time at 8 p.m or something which right. is fine yeah so i agree not the asshole uh next one am i the asshole for saying i told you so when my wife got banned from seeing our grandson <laughs> Okay, I told you so. Is immediately I told you so. Is juicy. Is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we we need more context for this. Then, yeah, my wife I has been that. in constant contact with our daughter-in-law about plenty of things. Their very recent argument ensued after my wife kept insisting on being present in the delivery room despite getting a resounding no. My wife Ooh. is having none of it, and after my son and his wife changed hospitals to throw my wife off after she threatened to barge Ooh. into the room. She even found out, I didn't tell her, and got very mad. I told her to stop and think, because if she keeps all this up, she will lose all chances to see her grandbaby. She told me off and went to make a huge scene at the hospital my, and my daughter-in-law was at. It did not end well, and my wife came home crying hysterically after getting chewed out by her son and kicked out of the hospital. Yeesh. Oof. This is rough. She's having a baby here, and you're barging yeah. in, causing a scene? That's rough. Hmm. Things remained tense till my son called to invite me to see the baby for the first time. He did not invite my wife, which sent her into a mental breakdown. I had an argument with her after she tried to guilt me into staying with her and shame my son for keeping his mom away from their grandbaby. But I told her, I told you so. And that she had plenty of opportunities to get right with our daughter-in-law, but she blew them away because of her stubbornness. Now she started yelling about how unsupportive and cruel I was, just like our son, and siding against her instead of defending her and saying, staying home with her and her... Uh, when our son banned her from meeting the grandbaby. I went anyway, and she kept arguing with me about the wrong side instead of defending her. I felt bad for it, but at the same time, I think she was being irrational and made this a comp- get, made this a competition despite knowing how our son and his wife felt about the behavior. Am I the asshole for saying I told you so? So I mentioned at the beginning the veracity, veracity of things and also skewed perspective. Another yeah. thing that I've noticed from am i the asshole is sometimes they just want to kind of do a a victory lap yeah a victory lap absolutely this is 100 <laughs> percent. they know that they are not the asshole in this situation no they are not the asshole but the, this entire thing is just like <laughs> how much of an asshole is my wife am i right guys high fives high fives <laughs> the question that yes. sometimes i i wonder about this is like are you the asshole if you go on am I the asshole, post this thing, get a lot of support from the internet, and then turn around and say, look, I'm not the asshole. Like, I think does that you make can't you show asshole? it to the person. You can't show it. Like, but, I you, don't... But, you, but you know the response from all of these people. If they get 15,000 upvotes, they're immediately going to be like, come look at these responses. You're being irrational. Like, you know yes, that that's going to, it's going to go very poorly. About, 
I I know people would do that. Yeah. I know human nature to, enough to know that would make if somebody did that to me, I would d- double down. I would be so fucking pissed. Because, <laughs> be like, because you're like you're only getting your side of the story. You know, I'm not getting any credit for what I'm doing here. Yeah, like, there's a difference between okay, let's leave it up to the masses. This right. is an argument. Like, let's write this together, right? Even handedly, see where people <laughs> like give them the facts, right? That this is not that. <laughs> this is you. Go, the, the wife is being totally. She's being dragged to the mud. D- no doubt. Yes, being dragged, but she's also being given the facts. Uh, totally unreasonable. Like uh, this is this is I think a pathological thing. Like this is probably not the first rodeo. Right. You don't switch hospitals because right. your mom barges in once. Like this is probably a. Continuing I, I also thing. love the 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 comments on Reddit that <laughs> that inevitably come out of a story like this that are like, "Have you considered divorce?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the the classic Reddit like <laughs> like your marriage uh, is in shambles. Break up. Uh, d- take all your money and <laughs> hit the gym, dude. Yeah. Like I, I so love pretty Reddit pretty definitively like not the asshole. I have I have one more not the here. asshole, but skewed. Yeah, I have one more here that I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little more split on. Am Ooh. I the asshole to refusing to quote see other options for a girl and pressing charges for what she did to my son's car? Ooh, my me thirty nine male son seventeen male Bryce dated our neighbor Lana seventeen female for a year and broke up in mid January for reasons I don't know. I won't sugarcoat this. I never liked Lana. She always seemed a little unhinged, controlling, and aggressive. She's always demanding Bryce's attention, and there were quite a few times when she showed up in our house out of nowhere, whether it was 7 a.m. or 11 p.m., because Bryce wasn't answering his phone, screaming him and calling him a cheater when it wasn't like that. The thought of our son getting abused by his girlfriend made us worried so much. Mm. 17. Got a lot of emotions. This is not great. That's rough. She needs some help. My wife and I tried talking him out of the relationship, said how we didn't think it was normal nor healthy, and we didn't want to force the breakup because we feared Lana would lash out to him, so we tried to do it in a sneaky way, so we don't know if it worked, but in the, in the end, they ended up breaking up. He said that after they broke up with Lana, Lana didn't contact him, which was weird because he expected to go, her to go nuts, but I told him that if fate didn't give him a, give a, give a shit, he better not tease it. Mm-hmm. That's good, good advice, Dad. Yeah. Uh, now, the problem is that we bought my, bought my son a car for Christmas. Nothing fancy, but enough to get him to school, to his job, and eventually college. He parks it in our driveway outside of our home. Ever since the month began, we had been f- finding scratches all over the car. We knew it was Lana doing it, but since it, was a minimal, but since it was minimal, my son decided not to do anything, even if he could prove it, uh, it was her, because we have a CCTV. Still, something, mm. still something, something smelled bad for me, so I decided to switch on one of the cameras facing his car directly just in case. Is, you know something's bad when something smells bad. Gee, yikes. Ooh, what's the... That's a bad smell. Well, two weeks ago, we got up and found my son's car covered in a lot of shit. Paint, glue, feathers, <laughs> okay. confetti. I thought it was actual shit. I thought so too. And door handles were wrecked. Flat tires, paint all over the windows. You get the picture. I d- Honestly, I wish you would go into detail here because like flat tires? Like did this person like actually slash his tires? That's like really fucked. Probably. Uh, yeah. Bryce and my wife were so distraught. We called the police and I handed them the CCTV and showed Lana and her brother destroying my son's car. We pressed charges and needless to say, Lana's brother went straight to jail. But since she's still a minor, her parents wanted to make a deal, but I refused. I don't think she should get a way out. Before the police were here, she was laughing her ass off and just tried to play it cool as if she thought it was funny, a funny prank mm. uh, when she's old enough to face the consequences. 
my wife and I want to stand our ground. Uh, they said they'll buy my son a better car and put Lana into therapy, but it is not enough. Am I the asshole? I think I, the hinge information that I need is what what will she be getting if they continue? Right. Is she looking at jail time? Is she looking at a fine? Like, what's the right? Is she looking at criminal record here? Like, like this. You could seven. It sounds like something is wrong with her here, right? Oh, like, so, I mean, she's she, she's clearly she's at least a dipshit. She's <laughs> she's, she's at minimal. She's at, idiot, minimal, at minimal. Like, yeah. At a minimum, she's very disconnected from the realities of the real world, and that the fact that there are consequences and and there need to be consequences. I oh, don't. Yeah. I don't think I would go as far as to say she like needs a permanent criminal record out of this. Like, no, I think she's seventeen also... and like you know she has room to come back from this and and you know become a better person. But the, I think I there... agree that like just the parents saying that she'll go to therapy is not enough. There needs to be something more than that. Mm, I think. I think there was already a bit of consequences in terms of the brother went to jail immediately. You'd, you <laughs> like would think you so. You put your brother in jail. If like, she was standing there laughing and her brother was like actively being arrested, I would be like, that's fucked. Yeah, she's a, like a psychopath. Right. Um, I think the, I think there's a <laughs> – she just seems like a, a, a dipshit. Just a dipshit. Like she, there are people yeah. in this world that are just idiots. Right. And I, I think I agree with you on that point of just like, I don't think she should, it should ruin her life and give her a credit, uh, criminal record. But, but yeah, I also, but I also don't trust her parents to discipline her properly out of no. this. Like they are, Therapy. they are pretty, they're, they're potentially culpable here too, being like, you know, she's 17. Who do you blame for really like a 17 year old's problems? Partially her, mm. partially her parents at that point. I think, yeah, I think the, I don't know. I think there's a middle ground. I think there. I think the therapy and just giving you a new car feels like a rich person move for some. Right. Like, that I seems don't know like okay. We'll buy people. you off, right? Yeah. We're like, just gonna. You like, can you can say you're going to therapy and not actually have anything come out of it. You can treat it as a joke. Yeah. But maybe I also don't like, think maybe like th- all all that plus like community service, like forced community service. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. something along that lines. I don't know. This person is obviously a dipshit and also like a little bit deranged in terms yeah. of like, it's not normal to destroy your ex's car. Right. Um, so but I don't think like sending her to juvie is going to help. No, her jail, jail is not going to be a better therapist than a <laughs> right. therapist. Right. Like, I think she needs help. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would say you need a more firm thing than I will send her to therapy. Because yeah. it doesn't sound like the car is the the issue. It's the the fact that she's like stalking and destroying their property. Like, what's going to stop her from yeah, what doing the fuck? it again? From doing it again, right? And like maybe, well, probably not escalating because she did hit a wall. I feel like people who <laughs> do this kind of stuff are like serial boundary pushers, right? Um, where it's just yeah. I I listened to a thing about uh I don't know if you've heard Jody Arias. Mm-mm. She she was. Uh, I'm very into true crime for people who don't know. And she, <laughs> Anybody who like listens to the show should know that at this point. Yeah. This is uh, this was like a 2008-ish um, thing. It was very like infamous and was very highly covered because certain people, I think, in true crime world fit into categories of people. And she was a serial... She was like the crazy girlfriend. Mm. And she would like... She started by being like, hi, I'm in your house. Like... 
And he's that's, like, oh, how'd you get in? She's like, I good. went through the doggy door. Like, or she would knock on the door and then she started like breaking in that's, and stuff. And okay, he never like pushed back. And then he ended creepy. up dead. So it's like, Yikes. um, people yeah. like that are just going to keep pushing. So it's right. like, you got to push back. And I don't think jail is the pushback here, but I think she needs a little bit of a kick. Right. But anyway, that was a lovely little am I the asshole? I, th- I think you, Theo aren't the asshole and i'm gonna say this person i don't don't think he's the asshole but he is he is i feel like going for a little bit of revenge i think the laughing that i think he saw her laughing about it and i would probably get like i get emotional (laughs) i get i get fucking asshole like you you're being a dick um so it's like i can understand that but yeah i it's i don't think he should go more lenient i think i'm with you I'm with Maybe you. take the deal, but like push back and be like, no, you need to do more. But anyway, we have one last segment, but it's after our little after credits. I've, I've realized that we haven't been advertising our Wikipedia lists of unusual death that we've been doing at the end of each episode. And I just wanted to pitch it. So stay tuned while we, we say our thank outro you. Our outro isn't even that long. I mean, you all have to it's wait not even that long. long. <laughs> yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have any segments that you want to send in, some juicy stuff, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter at segmentcity. Our YouTube is segmentcity if you want to send it to friends. Send our episodes to friends. Speaking of which, we're on Spotify. We're on all the different iTunes, Stitcher. We're on all of them. Send it to your friends. We have a, Now that we have a better pitch <laughs> for our show, it's these two funny guys. The dumpster dive. do internet stuff. Dumpster dive through the internet. Um... And we'd like to give a very special thank you to somebody in particular. Isn't that right, Theo? That's right. Rachel Robinson, thank you so much. She's the best. She does our intro music. And mm-hmm. this week, she's not the asshole. Come back next week. Find out that she's also she's not the never. asshole next week. She's never the asshole. But you know who is probably also not the asshole because I don't want <laughs> to say wanna somebody's you dead. Wanna, you don't want to dunk on him. I mean... How soon is is too soon is really the question here. How soon is too soon? I would think that that a man from 459 BC, probably not. Can we dunk on him? Is it? it, What's it? He's he's literally in a list that is dunking. Counting the hands? Yeah, we can dunk on him. We can dunk on him. Yes. So this is Themistocles. This is our last segment, by the way. List of unusual deaths. Themistocles, the Athenian general who won the Battle of Salamis, actually died of natural causes in exile, but was widely rumored to have committed suicide by drinking a solution of crushed minerals known as bull's blood. Since bull's Mm. blood is not actually poisonous, Themistocles cannot have died in this way, but the legend is widely retold in classic sources. The early 20th century... English classicist per- Percy Gardiner proposed that the story about him drinking bull's blood may have been based on an ignorant misunderstanding of a statue showing Themistocles in a heroic pose, holding a cup as an offering to the gods. Uh, it's all the comedic playwright Aristophanes uh, references Themistocles drinking bull's blood in his comedy The Knights, performed in 324 BC as a most heroic way for a man to die. Even though a man can't die that way. <laughs> he was drinking that crushed up pearl, purple coin. Why would that, they call it Tesla bull's coin. blood? 
So yeah, they crushed up a bunch of minerals, <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> very, I it's gonna balance out wet. my chakras. A little bit dry, this poison. Let me just die this way, though. I love that this is just complete. This is fake news. It's this is actual fake news. Fake news. This is, this is and the they made a fucking play for it. <laughs> 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 made, imagine somebody said that you died from like farting <laughs> on the toilet, and then it became you're like, no, and you're, <laughs> please, you're no. the afterlife. Like, please, no, I didn't do that. And they're just like, we put it in a play, and you're <laughs> the statue doing it, dude. Fuck you, dude. That's Love that's it. that's the that's the plot of Coco. That that guy, he was kind of. Everyone yeah. said that he choked on chorizo, and then he actually didn't. This is this is Coco. This, this has is been Greek. this is Greek. Thanks thanks for listening to Coco Hour Watch. This is Coco signing off. We're gonna raise a glass to Themistocles. <laughs> Rest in pepperoni. Rest in bull's blood, dude. Rest in pepperoni. <laughs>